Hi guys, Vlad's here, and welcome to my first episode of my very first podcast. Before, so please bear with me. I am not working on rewriting, re-recording, 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 and I think the whole point of this podcast is as much as it should be, obviously. Better do at least based on something, data, opinion, and everything. But I'm still not a fan of rehearsal, so I think it should be more in, not implied, but like free talk. So, I, today I wanted to talk about something that I actually had to teach last week. And obviously, when you're teaching beginners, you're never teaching them like the whole set of grammar. If you introduce a rule, you're normally grading the language, you're normally grading the rules so that it's appropriate and it can be actually comprehended and people can use. Because let's be honest, even for native English speakers, a lot of the rules might not be needed in the full complexity purely for the reason that they might not even be able to understand them at once. So you would still try to grade it to break it into pieces. So while if we talk about people who are actually non-native, it will be even more common and you'll have to do it even on a higher scale. So anything I want to talk about today is have and have got. And this is quite beginner's topic. So this is the rule that normally comes up very quickly. I think in most beginner's books, at least about four or five different courses I worked with, it's normally like topic one, topic two, topic three, something along those lines in the elementary level. If we're talking about UK system, this will be entry one. And I'm not very good with this system. I am way more into pan-European framework. So level A1, A2, probably A1 plus, depends on where you start. And normally when we introduce it, we obviously cannot introduce it. So if we talk about it, let's look from the grammatical point of view. So you have have, which is a regular, relatively verb, and you have have got, which is a structure. And Another thing that maybe a more advanced speaker would actually question, which, for example, I've never questioned myself, and I don't think we even realized it, but have got looks like the present perfect of get. And technically it is, but in this moment it's not, and because it's actually introduced way before present perfect, way before the present perfect simple and everything, you don't normally confuse, because by the time you introduce to the present perfect simple, you're like, oh yeah, I'm already pretty confident and comfortable with, I've got a pen, so I'm never even questioning. So can you know, normally the idea is that you have like separate boxes for it. And as Sam comes from with have, like at a bit more convenient level, like maybe level A2, B1, People would not say have that's the auxiliary verb, like I've been doing this for years, like have there, as the same have that you say when you say, may I have a piece of cake. But if you look, that's still the same verb. And here we come on the weekend to touch upon a very, very interesting topic that have has multiple functions. So you have the function of it as 
uh, main verb as a verb, like a regular verb, and it is actually a state verb by default. <laughs> by default, I love exceptions. So it should be a state verb, and it is introduced when we are talking about state verbs. It is normally in the list. However, it's a state verb only in the main meaning, the meaning of possession. And for those of you who don't know what a state verb is, it's basically what it says, the verb that talks about states. So the verb that describes rather than an action, something that is that can be in the process, it's something that is more like a light switch. It's either yes or no. I either have a pen or I don't have a pen. It cannot be a continuous process. It's either yes or no. You can obviously argue that you can have a pen for five minutes and then not have, but remember that we're talking about the language rather than the way out, like in the real world with all its compounds and variables and complexities and everything. So this is the idea. That is a state verb in the mean possess, but in all the indirect means or maybe not very literal means, like I have a shower, I'm having a shower, it, I, it's active action verb, it's not a state. Why do we actually need to know that have is a state verb is, as I've already given you kind of a hint, have cannot, as a state verb, any, any state verb cannot be used in any continuous tense. Present continuous, present perfect continuous, future continuous, so nothing like I'm doing, I have been doing, nothing like that can happen to a state verb. So this is our have. Then we also have like a separate box, like I would say, that's a separate function, which is auxiliary verb. I've been doing this for years. I have been doing this for years. Obviously, have in this sentence does not really carry much meaning. I wouldn't say it carries, like, especially for me as a non-native speaker, and as I can actually look at translations, I normally say that, it doesn't carry any meaning, especially when I'm teaching, I'm just saying it totally does not carry any meaning. You will normally not translate it into your language. However, it's like this, you know, like a little guy at the train station with the square, round, whatever thingy, points into the driver and the whistle. So it just points at something. It helps us see something. In this case, for example, it helps us see or helps us form the present perfect continues. So these are like kind of these separate blocks and they come all together in have. And then we have have got. And the interesting thing about have got, and actually it's not the only version of have like that, because remember we also have, for example, have to, which is normally actually classed as a mode. Not, as a, yeah, let's say it's classed as a modal verb, however, it's the verb that has the modality aspect, the verb that has the modal meaning. But then we have, now let's kind of drop have to for a second, although have to is another example of a significantly different meaning within have, so we still have the same verb, but you see how many different versions we have. So most of what I've talked about is obviously not an a1, A2 level, and some of it is actually B2 level, probably B1 plus level, like have to, for example. So we're going to still go back to it because I think it's very interesting to look at it from this perspective. 
But now we back to have got, and have got is quite different in the way that it has. I would I normally call it modality aspect because for me it's very easy to say that, and it. Um, I would say it straight away gives you an easy clue on what it is. For people who don't know, modal verbs are verbs like can, must, will, would, could, should, and so on. Let's see. Even though technically it's not entirely correct, however, I think it's easier to understand. So the idea is that all modal verbs are actually auxiliary verbs. And what we know from and for those of you who might not be aware of the terminology, auxiliary verbs are all the verbs that help us from tenses like I've been doing, you are running, so I will be my auxiliary verb. So the, the verbs that help us form a grammatical structure, a tense, and the idea about them is that they're the ones that actually form the negative sequestion and questions. We use them for this purpose. And why I'm usually saying there is this modality aspect is because have to, sorry, my bad, not have to, because have to actually does not have it. It has the modality aspect in terms of men, but it does not have the auxiliary aspect. Have got has the so-called modal, modal aspect, or if we're correct, more auxiliary level aspect, which means that it will form questions and negatives by itself. Because as a matter of fact, after modal verbs, you cannot use an auxiliary verb. They just don't go together. Just don't. You probably can argue that you can use it after, but you definitely cannot use it before. Like with after, I mean the, for example, you must have done it. The present perfect, technically the perfect simple infinitive. So like after, or you must be doing. So after you can still put the auxiliary verb, however, you will never use it before. So you will never use it as the main auxiliary or as the auxiliary that would be question or negatives for me. So have got has this aspect because we're asking, have you got it? No, I haven't got it. So it forms all the things by itself. While at the same time, have doesn't. Do you have it? No, I don't have it. And this is a very interesting moment here, is that if you look at any of the rules, especially for a bit higher level, like B1 level, you would normally say that God is in parenthesis. Because in terms of the meaning, well, there is no difference. Like, they both mean to have to own... Um, I'm trying to think... Maybe to possess, yeah. I really don't like this word and this meaning, but yeah, to possess, however they make significantly different forms. And that's the reason why we study them, like separately, why it's a separate topic. Although we study them very alone, because they're quite an easy topic. And the interesting thing here comes that, as a rule of thumb, and I normally teach it like that, that if you have have at the start of the question, like if you're asking, have you, blah, 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 you always have to put God. Have you got? Although that's not actually technically correct, because in reality, you can say, 
oh, have you a piece of cake? But to all of us, it sounds very weird. I actually did try to make some research to find out where have got comes from. But the to view the article, it costs twenty pounds, and I'm sorry, I don't have that kind of money right now on me. And obviously, I could find it quite easily, but I'm definitely not willing to pay that for an article like that. So we are not finding out. Although I'm not sure if you can message me on here, but you probably can, and if you're interested, you can text me. I'll send you the link, or you can Google it yourself. It comes up pretty easily. It is on the cambridge.org website. Yep. So now we come back to the original idea. So they're very similar in meaning, but they form different structures, and we will be talking about the widely accepted ones. So if you start the question with have, you have to add code. So have you got? So why do we have to? And this is my the question that I've never asked myself before, actually. Like, in my head, was, yeah, we just have them, I use a show one, and because I've been studying English from quite a young age, this have got module has been in my head for years, and obviously when you're teaching children, you normally don't go in depth of grammar, so you kind of pick it up. So it was just picked up by me, and I think that's, especially if there are any native or near-native speakers who've been speaking English like since childhood, I'm pretty sure that will be pretty much the same for you. You might have never even realized that these things have the exact same meaning, but they are so different in terms of structure. And I think I've also given you quite a lot of extra, let's say, additional information. But yeah. And I'm going to be now speculating. I'm purely speculating because, again, I couldn't find anything. So now I'm talking from my experience and from my feeling. So if we're talking about have, it's quite... A general, it's quite a generic verb, and we've already, as we've talked about, it has lots of functions from the reg regular, so-called regular possession. I possess something, I own something, and then we can go all the way to being auxiliary verb, to having all the figurative meanings, and we can even talk about it being having the actual aspect of modality, have to which actually talks about, let's say, necessity. I think we can get a bit mild here and say that that's necessity. How I would probably say it's obligation. So talking about these aspects, and these are obviously modal aspects. So it goes all the way, and there are all these things. Well, have got is very specific. And I think that might be the key point here is have got apart from it matching the form for the present perfect simple. Uh, to be fair, I'm now trying to think of a sentence where this form would come up as the present perfect simple. Uh, I mean, probably if in the middle, like I've acquired, I've got the medicine, like something like in the middle, I fetched the medicine. Although I think it would be a bit like blurred because we are so used to have God being the possession. 
But apart from that little bit, have got is very direct and it has one meaning to own something. And this serves a very important purpose because it's actually easier. Because if you want to avoid confusion and let's say, like again, it's not going to be the perfect example, but if we're talking, for example, I have a shower. And if I'm saying I have a shower, like to me, it's really what I really want to add some kind of the adverb of frequency or frequency phrase, like I have a shower every day, I have a shower every morning. But in theory, you can still say I have a shower. And in this case, it's quite open to interpretation. Well, if I say I've got a shower, you straight away know that I mean, I have it in my bathroom, like it's stuck to the wall, everything's connected, or maybe I just bought it and I'm holding it in my hands. But you can try to say that we're talking about possession. Well, if I say I have a shower, especially if I do not use any of the adverbs, any of different modifiers that can actually point out to you what I mean, you will be left quite clueless as to what I mean. Again, from my perception, I would straight away jump to the conclusion that you're talking about showering. You're talking about pouring water on you. However, it's not clear from the sentence. And I think that's where have got can come very handy. Because as much as both have got and have have <laughs> such redundance, not redundance technically, but like mm. repetition. Oh my god, what do we call it in English? Yeah, I can't recall the word. I'm sorry. Yeah, cannot recall it. Maybe that's why some people practice and it's immense, lovely. Hope it's been interesting so far. But back to the point. So we have this specific have got that's very directed, and we have have that's way broader. And it is extremely useful to be able to emphasize certain aspects, and have got gives us this opportunity. It gives us the way to be very precise, very specific, and to be emphatic about possession. Obviously, it's not direct possession because we remember that we can all say, I've got five sisters. So it's not purely possession. However, I think... I don't know if the word hold would be a better one to talk about holding. I probably would say ownership. Like, for me, I think if we want to kind of to use an umbrella for all of these meanings that I and they have got, I would still go with the ownership or maybe this. Because owning doesn't necessarily mean like you have a stamp on it, but it means that it's at your, maybe, yeah, at your disposal, it's in your clothes, in your availability to use, to apply, and you have some connection with it. So, yeah, probably this idea of connection and it being available to you will be pretty much the umbrella here. And obviously, if that's a good, clearly, I've got a pen, so you have, it's always available and you can use it. Well, if we talk about I've got a sister, it's pretty much the same thing. It's within your circle, it's, so it's within your reach. 
or she in this case, she's within your reach and she's available. So you can talk to her, you can ask. So I think that's how we can connect it. And you can notice that that's probably my general pattern. If we have multiple like meetings or multiple cases or multiple situations, because obviously for a native speaker, they will all kind of feel, so they will just feel it. So for me as a non-native speaker, right now I'm also at the stage of feeling. But as I'm teaching, obviously I can't just say, oh yeah, but that just doesn't feel right. Do it the other way. <laughs> if I say that, I'll probably be out of job quite soon. So, and that's why I normally try to give like the separate meanings, like they're written in the rules. But then I usually try to find the denominator. I try to unite them. So we have got this unition, it would be this our ownership or availability. Well, have obviously does not have it. And this means that with have, it won't be as emphatic. It will still convey the meaning, especially if you use, if necessary, some adverbs, if you maybe use adjectives, maybe you want to use specific prepositions, depending on the situation. So it will obviously convey the meaning, how it won't be as emphatic. Then if we talk about structure, I think that's a very, there is another very important part here, and that's where a lot of people actually make mistakes, and a lot of people don't realize that if we talk about certain auxiliary style verbs, and if we talk about, maybe, maybe I think that's where it's more convenient to talk about modal verbs here, is that modal auxiliary verbs, most of the modal verbs, do not have the direct past. They don't have tenses. So the way to express a tense, for example, with must, would normally be using the different forms of infinitive. So in this case, the infinitive would be the one expressing tenses. So have got is pretty much along the same lines. It does not actually form tenses. It's present simple, and that's pretty much it. Obviously, we know that we won't have continuous tenses because, as we already talked about, possession is a state, so have got will clearly be a state verb. But we also can't say present perfect, we can't say past simple, like I had got a pen. And I think one of the reasons for that might be the still underlying implications of some kind of Present perfect of the a perfect tense. Uh, for example, if we say had got, obviously it would be past perfect. So I think there would be still some of this feeling. And if we start changing have to had or will have, I think that's where it will be way more intense. Again, here it's hard to talk which one comes first, whether have got is stuck in the present because. In the past and future, it's more, it feels more like the past or future perfect. Or it might be the other way around. It might be because it's not used. So it might be because it's not used, it actually is feeling like that. So, you know, like, if you don't use something in the past because that's the rule, obviously when you use it in, like, when there is a similar or same-looking form in the past with a different meaning, that form would look correctly just because you 
primarily in the first place didn't use have gotten the task. So I don't know the answer to that. Obviously, maybe the article I've mentioned clarifies that. Don't know. If you actually know the answer, please do share. I am interested. Not interested enough to pay £20, but still interested. And, like, you know, when I get more listeners, obviously, we will be looking at all these articles and everything, but right now, I'm still not sure if this will off or not, so but it's a little bit my speculation. And so, have got is presence of Very limited use, very maybe, let's say, emphatic structure, so it has very direct, very clear meaning, which is quite easy for lower-level speakers, so for level, say, 1, a 2, it's very easy because there isn't variation, so that's what makes it also even more useful. Well, have is obviously used in all the tenses. I had a pet when I was young. I will have a dog as soon as I buy my own house. We can use it wherever we go. And if I had to summarize it, and now for our house, for my like beginner listeners, so maybe listeners of the levels like B1, A2, I would normally recommend that separate them together very strictly. So have a separate box of have got, which is which has like big letters present on it, and only use it in the present tense, and then dedicate have for everything else, but do not use have in that minute for the present time. So I think if doing the separation, it just makes it easier to avoid mistakes. Obviously, as you progress, you will probably start using them interchangeably, and that's expected. But at this level, I would suggest that if you like have got, then use it and only it when we talk about possession in the present. For some people, it might be easy just to never use it. They might have it as a passive vocabulary, so they might know it and understand it, but just might feel like it's easier for them at this level not to use it at all. And that's perfectly valid because, as we've talked, have does its job perfectly. The only thing that's really, really important to distinguish is that how you form negative and question. Do you have a pet? Have you got a pet? And this is the issue in a lot of people because they try to mix both and say something like, oh, I haven't a pet. And again... In theory, and I can even show you books where it is an option, so it will be accepted. However, I normally do not accept it for one simple reason, because these creates this tendency that you're like, oh, have plus not and I'm fine, and then you'll start using it in past or future tenses. And we will hear something like, I hadn't a pet when I was young. And I've not seen a single grammar book that mentions that that's accepted. So that's another part, you know, like kind of, we might have lots of variation on some of the very rarely used cases. Kyle also might discuss and actually argue whether it's worth knowing them unless you're studying the language extremely in depth or unless you're marking the work. So, for example, if I'm marking some formal work, obviously I will not reduce the marks for that. I will definitely double check 
that it is accepted, at least just, you know, like even though I know it is, I will still kind of look it up and maybe try to check some other resources if I, if a student submits it. But I will obviously not reduce, reduce marks. And I, and that's the reason why, for example, I need to know. How for most of the people, for the most of population, they don't. And that's another point where I normally wouldn't be talking about it. Because again, we talk about grading, and I think that's the part that can definitely be lost during the grading of the language. So this is my first podcast. It's been about half an hour, and I think that was my original aim. Obviously, I'm not sure how you're going to be feeling, and I'm not sure how it's all going to be, like, who is actually going to come up and see it, because I am aiming at the, obviously, level about level intermediate, so B1+, B2, B1, along those lines. But obviously, we can have some native speakers, and I think it will still be interesting for them, because we talk about more general concepts rather than particular rules and particular, like, uses that are, you know, kind of down to the technical skills. And at the same time, I think for a lot of non-native speakers, even for levels like A2, B1, it might be very useful because it shows you some other perspective. And as much as you might not understand or remember everything from here, it might still be useful for you to, yeah, maybe to recall or revise something. Please do leave your comments because, again, that's my first podcast. And if I'm being honest with you, I've not listened to that many podcasts, and the ones I'm listening to are done by professionals, so by people who actually have a lot of experience of public speaking, which I do have, how I don't have it in this format. And because also it's obviously produced in my bedroom, so. And by me, there is no market research, so I'm not even sure what's going to be interesting and what's not. So we're starting with just the topics that come up for me and that I'm like, oh my god, that's interesting. Oh my god, I don't know why it is. Let's try to talk about it. But you can obviously tell me or share with me what topics you might find interesting, what topics you might want my opinion on. And that's it. That was Vlad, and that was... Almost at one minutes with blood. Thank you for your attention. Come back for more.